Welcome to episode number 21 of the Better With Brock podcast. Today, I'm going to be taking you through 10 huge mistakes you cannot be making in the gym, but a lot of people are making. So I want to give you these tips to help you get better results. Uh, if this is the first episode you're listening to, I am Brock Ashby. I'm a body transformation coach, uh, born in New Zealand, now living in Australia, working with clients all over the world. Um, the majority of my clients are based in the United States, Europe, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and all over the world, really. Um, so hello, welcome. Uh, I've made a coffee. I'm just going to be sitting down and rattling off these 10 mistakes because uh, I've worked in a gym face-to-face. -face. I began in 2015. I was uh, a face-to-face -face personal trainer on the gym floor pretty much every day from yeah, 2015, August. And then I, I guess, retired as a face-to-face -face personal trainer end of uh, 2019, um, just before uh, lockdown happened and the world kind of shut down. Um, and that's when I went to become an online face-to-face, uh, sorry, not face-to-face, -face, an online personal trainer where uh, I started helping people all over the world, which is awesome. Uh, for many reasons, um, it allowed me to help more people. It allowed me to have more time to educate myself, um, to make content, to help more people and just grow as a personal trainer, really. Um, if you are a personal trainer or have known one, you'll know that we don't have much time. Like you're in the gym at 6 a.m., you leave at 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, and that's like your life Monday to Friday. You might do weekends too, mornings. And then outside of that, you're pretty burnt out. You're pretty overwhelmed so it was nice to step out of that not because I didn't enjoy face-to-face -face training but just because I wanted to grow outside of that and, and and continue to learn continue to study go to seminars do courses do online courses and being a face-to-face -face personal trainer literally did not allow for that so when I transitioned online I felt like I really ironically became a better personal trainer because I had more time to grow and then that kind of makes you question, well, are the face-to-face -face personal trainers the best people to be helping you? Um, and, you know, there is amazing ones. I have great friends that are amazing coaches. I know that there are amazing coaches all around the world, but it is very hard to continue to upskill and grow. And I definitely did see um, people that were personal trainers face-to-face -face in the environments that I was in uh, have a very um closed-minded attitude and what they did works and 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 that's all they're going to do but there's always research coming out there's always new things to try and um different ways to get results so yeah i'm going to be going through 10 things um in no real specific order um it was more so just the things that came into my head at the time when i was planning for this podcast so let's start with number one the first mistake that people I'm making, and I actually would say that this is the most important one of highest priority is just having no goal. Um, and this can lead to frustration and you kind of don't know why you're getting frustrated, but you're frustrated. And I, I see a lot of people like that, like they're in the gym and they're like, oh, well, I'm not making any progress. I'm like, well, what are you going for? And they're like, well, you know, uh, you know, and they have no answer and they're not sure. And I think having a goal is super, super important. Um, and I've broken down goal setting before in a previous podcast, so I'm not going to go through the approach of setting a uh, smart goal. Um, and I like to sp 
Speller S-M-A-A-T as opposed to S-M-A-R-T. But having a goal is super important. And if you're just frustrated from going to the gym and having no goal and just doing random things, then that's on you. You have to like you have to take ownership and know that if you're going to do something, you have to have a goal. Just like, you know, if you're going into a relationship and you're frustrated with it, that's because you both don't have a goal. Or if you do, you're not communicating that enough. If you just want to have fun in a relationship and just see what happens, that's different to, I want to meet a lifelong partner, get married and have children and move into a house together. That's very, very different. Those are two very different goals. And if you don't talk about them, then that relationship is on thin ice. Same thing with gym. If you're going to the gym or if you're working out at home and you have no goal, you're going to get frustrated because you don't actually know what you're striving for. And that's step number one is setting a goal. And I'd encourage you with goal setting, don't be broad. Don't be general. Don't be, oh, we'll see how it goes. Really commit yourself. I think people get too scared to really commit to a goal because they're scared of failure. But failing kind of opens you up to look at yourself and say, oh, well, why did I fail? Okay, I didn't try hard enough. I said I was going to train four days a week and I trained two. Of course, you're going to fail if you're not committing to that. So have a look at yourself. What can you really commit to and what do you want to achieve? Okay, you want to lose weight. That's great. That's only the first level of thinking. You have to go deeper. How much weight do you want to lose? Okay, you want to lose five kilos. Great. Okay. And what timeline do you want to lose five kilos? I don't know, four months. Okay. Now you have a specific goal. You want to lose five kilos in four months. That's a lot better than, oh, I think I just want to lose weight. And once you have that goal, you can start outlining how you want to proceed. So number one, biggest mistake is just having no goal, right? There's a quote uh, that I like from James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits. I'm a big fan of reading. And it's uh, the quote is, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And this is a great quote that outlines the fact that you have to set something that you want to achieve and actually have it, have it lean on something strong. If you're just throwing out goals, but you have nothing to get there, then it's just kind of like having no goal. Like having a goal without a plan is just a dream. I think that's another quote we have to set something that we want to achieve, okay? And this quote kind of rolls on to number two. The second mistake that I see people making in the gym is having no plan. So now that you've set your goal, you have to acknowledge that you need a plan to get to that goal or else it's just a dream, like I was saying before. If you have no way of getting where you want to be, (laughs) then you'll never get to where you want to be. It's quite simple. You know, this is not mind-blowing stuff. But you have to have a plan to get there. Okay, so if we go back to that original goal of saying, all right, I want to lose five kilos in four months. Okay, well, how are we going to do that? Okay, let's look at how many times we're going to train. We're going to train four days a week. All right, cool. What are we going to do in those four days? Uh, all right, let's do a full body push day, full body pull day, and then we'll repeat that. And then we'll repeat that. So you'll have four days a week, full body push, full body pull, And then you'll just repeat that full body push, full body pull, four weeks. You do that for for four weeks. You have two sessions that you repeat. That's eight workouts in a month. Sorry, that's eight workouts in a fortnight. Yeah, so that's 16 a month. So you're doing four workouts a week, but you're kind of doubling up. 
now you have a bit of a plan that you're going to hit. That's a lot better. And now you have to think, okay, now what am I, what am I going to do with my food? Well, follow Brock on Brock on uh, <laughs> on Instagram. He's saying I need to create a calorie deficit. All right, so I ne- I need to create that. So now you go on to uh, online calorie calculator and you start calculating your calorie deficit, right? So these are the steps that you have to make to start making a plan. So number one, if you have no goal, number two, if you have no plan, you're doomed. Like you're going to get frustrated. And I'm, I'm starting with these because this is where people make a mistake and they think, okay, I'm going to start getting fit. I've never done this. I'm going to start training. I'm new to training. And then they just start training. They have no goal. They have no plan, but they're just training. They're just trying to make a habit, but nothing sticks and they give up. And then they walk away from fitness going that, okay, this fitness lifestyle just isn't for me. I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to continue. So we have to have a goal and we have to have a plan. And it's quite hard to create a plan when you don't know what you're kind of needing to focus on. And that's why I always recommend a coach, right? Obviously, I'm super biased. I'm a personal trainer. I'm an online coach. I coach thousands of people. So of course, I'm going to say, well, you need a coach because that's in the best interest of my business, right? But that's not my goal here, right? If you want to work with me, that's amazing. I'll help you. I'll get some solid results for you. But if you don't want to, find someone else that can get you uh, a plan that's going to work if you don't have the ability to create your own plan. It's just very important, okay? It's just like if you're saving up for a house. If you're saving up for a house and you're just like, okay, I need to save. Well, what's your plan to save? Are you just going to save? What, are you going to save $10 a week or are you going to save $1,000 a week? What's your capacity? What are you able to do? You have to look at fitness as at, as the same. Number three, no structure. So having no structure is similar to having no plan, but having a structure is kind of like how many days are you training per week? How many calories are you consuming per week? How many hours are you going to sleep per week? Right? How many walks are you going to go per week? How many steps are you going to get per day? Or looking at that as a per week budget as well. So number one, number two, number three are all very closely correlated. But having no structure is a recipe for failure because you don't have anything to lean on. Like if you wake up on Monday and you go, okay, I know that I'm doing my full body push day on Monday. Then you wake up and you do that. You have a structure that you follow. Humans are uh, are great at sitting into a setting, into a routine and just running that. So set your routine. Once again, if you can't do that for yourself, find a coach to do it for you. Find a friend that knows fitness or is, is it, and is actually good, not just a random friend who does workouts and you know you just listen to them. I, I think that also misleads people because they often don't know what they're talking about. Their, their brain is kind of filled with bro science. So find a structure, okay? What do you do on Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday is my rest day. What do you do on Wednesday? Oh, that's my full body pull day. I also go for a 10,000 step uh, walk. Um, so I make sure I get my 10,000 steps and I go with a friend called Kyle and I walk with Kyle and we chat about work and then I come back, you know, and then I do my meal prep on Wednesday for the rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, you know, I'm at home so I can cook my own meals. That is a structure. We need a structure. Okay. So if humans are left to do things at our own expense, we are very, uh, easily emotionally swayed if we're upset we might comfort eat if we're angry we might want to just go stuff this routine i'm just gonna not train today i'm putting on ozark and (laughs) and i'm watching the rest of the season 
right? So we have to have a have a structure, a routine for our nutrition, for our training, for our lifestyle. So we have something to abide by or else we're overrun by emotions. We're overrun by, uh, you know, fear of missing out. Oh, you know, our friends are going out for lunch. I want to go, you know, our friends are going to the beach. I want to go. I should be going to my, to do my workout, but stuff it. I'm just going to do this. If you have a routine, yes, that might mean you have to sacrifice going to lunch with your friends. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can go later in the night, but maybe you have to sacrifice a few things. So that's what a structure has. And I think, I think this is why, you know, there's that quote, if you, if you need something to get done, give it to a busy person because a busy person has structure because they have things to achieve. And when you have things to achieve, you have deadlines. And with deadlines, you have to have a routine or a plan to achieve those things to a certain date. And busy people aren't doing whatever the hell they want. They're often following a set structure, a routine that they have set up to achieve those things. And if there's a lunch with their friends, they'll just say, I can't go because I have these things to achieve. And you kind of have to get into that mindset when you're trying to transform your body as well. You have to have that structure so that you can abide by it to achieve your goals. You have to get selfish about your goals. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with. And I find that female clients um, struggle with that a bit more um, because they're a bit, you know, in general, in general, emotionally aware and uh, don't want to let people down. Um, I feel like guys are a bit more like, I need to do my thing, so I'm going to do it. Um, when women are a bit more, you know, wanting to be, um, how do I say this? You know, uh, aware of what people are thinking and kind of, you know, uh, in social settings, not piss off people where guys are kind of just like, I don't care, I'm going to do this. So having a structure helps you kind of stick to your guns when you need to put yourself first because you have goals to achieve. Moving on, number four, too advanced too early. Not enough focus on the basics. This is huge. You scroll through Instagram, you'll see some crazy shredded dude, you know, doing jump lunges into burpees, into pull-ups, and then you'll go, oh, man, I'm going to do that. That's super advanced. First of all, I wouldn't even do that. It's like a combination exercise and workouts. I wouldn't do that. People overlooking the basics right? People on social media and insight to social media, right? As a personal trainer, you look at it and it's almost laughable. These are not what people are doing for their workouts. These are what people are doing for engagement and posting for engagement and posting for workouts is completely different. And, and we're often not seeing workout posts on social media. We're seeing engagement posts. All right. No one really puts baby oil on their abs, takes their shirt off and does a treadmill ab workout. No one does that in real life, right? But on social media, it seems so normal because you're surrounded by this polarizing content that's like, you know, do this for abs. This gets you abs. And in, in two weeks, you get abs. That's an engagement post. That's not a workout post. Okay. Stick to the basics, right? That's why when I composed my, my basics program, my 12-week guide for beginners, it's about the basics. You're not doing sexy stuff, but that is not what good physiques are built off. They are built off the basics. You're not even doing a back squat when you're joining my beginner's program. You're not putting a barbell on your back. First of all, we're doing front foot elevated split squats to teach you that pattern, to get your ankle mobility sorted, to for you to realize how hard a split squat is. If you can do 
a front foot elevated split squat with great form. You can put your butt down to your heel. So if you don't know what that is, that's kind of like, so you're in a split squat stance or like a lunge stance, one foot in front of the other and your front legs elevated. You're holding dumbbells by your side or you can do it body weight with your hands on your hips and you're, and you're lunging or split squatting forward you, and you're trying to put your butt on your heels, your knees going over your toes because that's an important component of squatting. It's not bad for your knees. That's an important aspect of squatting, getting those knees over your toes, putting your butt to your heel and then pushing back up. And you're traveling more like an escalator than an elevator. You're not going up and down. You're kind of going forward and down and then backwards and up. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can kind of see my hands moving, but you're moving like this. Yeah. So you'll do that for the first four weeks. Then you'll do that for the second four weeks. And then in the last program, you'll be doing a back squat. But the thing is, even though the back squat seems like a basic, it's a very advanced exercise. And often we don't have to back squat. We don't have to deadlift. We don't have to bench press. We don't have to overhead press. We don't have to be bound by these exercises that we think have to be done. They are very advanced exercises. You can start with dumbbells. And that's what I want you to understand is it's not about doing advanced exercises. It's not about doing a clean and jerk from the floor, right? In general, I'm talking about body transformation, getting strong, building muscle, losing fat. It's about doing the basics right and with good form. The risk you run by getting too advanced too early and lifting um, weights that are too heavy for you or or exercises that are beyond um, your neurological efficiency and how you can move your body, the risk you run is injury. And the risk you run is lifting too heavy for the range of motion that you're going through and just moving your body in ways that aren't natural to you yet. Because you don't have the coordination or neurological efficiency, your body doesn't know how to move in that manner. And that takes time. That's why we focus on the basics. That's why when you come to me, especially when I was a face-to-face -face trainer, when you came to me and I gave you a program, you weren't overwhelmed. You weren't like, wow, Brock really knows what he's doing. Because it was a relatively boring program. You'll get four to six exercises and that's it. You'll do four sets, three sets of them, somewhere between eight to 12 reps. And that's what you're doing. And you're doing similar exercises over and over and over again. But when you're getting into it, or even just if you're somewhere between beginner and intermediate, you have to get good at moving a certain way. And once you master these basic movement patterns, then you can move on. You have to understand what a horizontal press is, what a vertical press is, what a horizontal pull is, what a vertical pull is, right? What a quad dominant exercise is, what a hip dominant exercise is, what a hip hinge is, what a split squat is, what a lunge is what a fly is, you know, what a raise is, what a Y raise is, you know, and if you don't know the answers to these questions, then you should be looking at your program. Are you doing these complex exercises just because you think that that is what is necessary? And I'm not saying that training should be boring because it kind of sounds like I'm doing that. That's definitely not the goal. But training should be about developing a foundation because if you look at it from a long-term perspective, which is how we should be looking at training anyway, we should be looking at you know training until we're 60 or 70 as opposed to just training for the next few years. If we look at it from that long-term perspective, if we spend a year or two years just nailing the basics, 
you have plenty of years to play around with all the fun stuff, all the advanced things that we do, but you don't have to get into that straight away. And if you do, I'd argue that it would hinder your progress early on. And the biggest pitfall, which I talked about earlier, is if you if you go too advanced too early, you'll think, oh, this is too hard. I'm not getting results. I'm not getting progress. I'm getting injured. A lot of bats always sore. My bloody elbows sore. And then you'll just be like, ah, fitness isn't for me. And that's what I don't want. So that's why we don't go too advanced too early. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Might be getting cold. Now, number five. Number five is not training hard enough. And I saw this a lot with some of my corporate clients that I trained face-to-face here in Sydney when I was in the CBD. Um, My training hard looked very different to what their training hard would be. And that's not trying to say, oh, my name is Brock Ashby. I'm a personal trainer and I'm such a hard trainer. I really know how to push myself. Everyone's version of training hard is different. But what we need to look at is removing emotion from what you think hard training is and look at it from a physical level. Is what you're doing hard? And how would we define hard training for the body? Well, I like to look at training hard as reaching a point where you get to involuntary reps. And when you look at involuntary reps, they are when your muscles can't push up the weight at the same rate they could from the first rep. So if you're doing a one second up bench press and you're going two seconds down, one second up, two seconds down, one second up. If you're doing eight reps and by the fifth rep, your one second up is looking more like a one and a half second up. And then on rep six, seven, eight, it's looking like a two second up. Those are, excuse me, those are involuntary reps because your muscles are involuntarily fatigued and other muscles are having to recruit more muscle fibers to help you get the weight up. So those are what involuntary reps are, and those are essential for building muscle. And we really need to get to that point where we're hitting involuntary reps to build muscle. And I can tell you for a fact, I had some clients that would never hit that involuntary rep, but they thought they were training so hard. Oh, Brock, this is so heavy. I can't believe I'm doing this. And they didn't know Say, for example, I had a male client who's going to remain anonymous. He was doing a a, a chest press exercise. And I would literally have a female client a couple hours later go beyond his weight that he was doing for the chest press, right? And I'm not trying to say that men should always be stronger than women. What I'm trying to say is like he should be statistically and his makeup hormone-wise, we're talking testosterone, he should be stronger than her. He was taller than her. He was heavier than her. He was a male. He's had testosterone flowing through his body for a lot longer than she has. He should be stronger than her, but he wasn't. And it was because she knew how to work hard. She was a gun. She would train until she'd literally like fail, which was great when we need to train like that. But my other male client, he would never get to that point. And this can be for many reasons, you know, obviously people are very different. People are aware of their body in different ways. Some people have great coordination. Some people have great proprioception and some people just weren't athletes as a kid. They weren't into sport. They were into academia. Maybe they were into drama. Maybe they were into reading. They were into other things. So 
I'm not saying that everyone should be coordinated and, and, and everyone should be able to push so hard that they can build muscle really well, but we have to be training hard enough to stimulate muscle. Okay. So that's just a key thing. And I think a lot of people, and especially my male client that I'm talking about, he struggled with this because of his, his lifestyle. Okay. He was really well off. Um, his, his, his work was very, uh, sedentary, very meeting based. His hobbies outside of work, um, weren't very physical. And so he wasn't used to pushing himself. So when he would try to push himself, he had a very low threshold of what he thought was hard. However, if, if his, his, his hobbies were going for hikes, going hunting, um, playing touch rugby, doing jujitsu, you know, he might have a different level of what hard training is. Um, so number five is not training hard enough. That's a huge mistake. And ultimately you're really going to struggle with building muscle. If you're not training hard enough, if you're not giving to this level, if you're not getting to this level of involuntary reps where your body is slowing down the pace of you concentrically lifting the weight. Okay. So that's a really good measure. That's what I would highly recommend you pursue. And if you start to reach that point, then you're in a good spot. So for example, if you're doing eight reps, you know, if your reps become involuntary around rep five, six, seven, then you're in a good spot, right? If you have 20 reps and your reps are already slowing by rep five, you're lifting too heavy and you're not going to be able to get the 20 reps. So it has to be this kind of balance, right? If you're doing 20 reps, you want those involuntary reps occurring at about 15, 16, 17. You always want it occurring at about 75% of the set. That's going to be a great way for you to understand, okay, I'm training hard. My, my muscles are fatiguing. I'm recruiting a lot of type two muscle fibers to help get the weight up. I'm going to be building some solid muscle. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that my male client wasn't very muscular. He was only training, uh, about three times per week and he struggled to build muscle. You know, it wasn't because of the nutritional protocol that I wrote for him. It wasn't because of the workout program that I programmed for him. It was because he just wasn't getting close enough to failure when he was lifting weights, which is a huge driver for hypertrophy, your proximity of how close you get to failure. Number six, a huge mistake that you could be making in the gym, which is on the other side of the spectrum to the client that I was just talking about. This is someone that just trains every day, right? And you're like, I am someone who I used to train what was it? 12 sessions per week. That was my goal. When I was a personal trainer, I just moved to Sydney, full of ambition, full of passion, trying to take over the world, trying to, you know, trying to get as much clients as possible, trying to learn as much as possible. I was like, more, 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 more. I was in this mindset where I was just trying to smash everything. My training was under the same scope. So I trained twice every day, Monday to Friday, and then once every day on Saturday, Sunday. So two times, so, so for example, Monday, I'll do a heavy day in the morning about 10 a.m. And then Monday around 2 p.m., I'll do about a 30 to 45 minute session, which wasn't heavy, but I was still training with great intensity with higher rep ranges. So I'd have like a heavy session in the morning and let's just say a moderate session that was like probably 15 to 20 minutes shorter in the afternoon. I did that Monday to Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, I'll do this kind of big session because I didn't have you know, time restrictions with clients trying to fit them in and stuff. I would train these big sessions on Saturday, these big sessions on Sunday. And often I'll do it with another personal trainer mate or a friend. 
and we would just kind of, you know, take our time. I enjoy training. So, you know, I'm in my happy place when I'm at the gym. I'll train 12 times per week. And I'll tell you, there probably wasn't a day when I was doing that sort of training that my lower back wasn't sore. I was just completely crushed all the time. Like I was squatting heavy. I was deadlifting heavy. I was overhead pressing heavy, doing barbell bent over row heavy, <laughs> bench pressing heavy. Everything was heavy. And I didn't take that time to recover and rest. And mentally looking back at it, then I was fried, man. I was absolutely smashed. I was trying to, you know, continually uh, be focused work-wise, get my scheduling right, uh, you know, making sure my client's payments are in check and I'm not overcharging people um, and, you know, posting on Instagram, stuff like that. And I, and, and I kind of look back at it now going, what the hell were you doing, Brock? Like you were just everywhere. You were making, you know, I remember I started making some mistakes Um you know, I would double book clients accidentally and I'd see two clients coming together and I'll go, oh, mate. And my my heart would sink to the floor because I knew at that time that I'd booked two clients at the same time. And I'd have to say like to someone like, you know, I'm super sorry, like I've just made an error. And obviously, you know, they wouldn't pay for that. I would try and make it up to them, give them a, you know, a session, um, a free session because I, you know, I'd done them over and and made a mistake. And these sort of things were happening a lot when I wasn't allowing myself to have days off in the gym. And it's crazy how much of an impact that has on you, not just physically, but also mentally. I was making a lot of mistakes like that as I was training through this period of time. And I actually had to step away from training to go training once a day and then back to five days per week eventually. And I was operating at a much better level physically. I was becoming stronger. I also think that aesthetically my body improved because i was recovered i was getting a lot stronger because i was recovered as well and uh, mentally i was making less mistakes and i was making better progress with all of my work stuff career-wise and also content creation wise as well um so that's a big one training every day is just not good right we need to be recovering um uh, and, and also a super serious in- injury happened to me while i was um training that frequently as well i did my back in i've talked about it before on the podcast but i i've i I literally did my back in ambulance had to come uh a client of mine was a doctor and brought me some uh some pills that helped with the pain and it was a very hard time for about three months my training was significantly different Uh, i couldn't lift anything with two legs it was super painful i couldn't even bend over and pick up a dumbbell for my clients so for a while there, I felt really bad. Uh, my clients had to carry all their dumbbells everywhere, which is what I would usually do. Um, so there's many bad things about training every day, but ultimately the biggest thing is you don't recover. And when you don't recover and you train on sore muscles, that's when you get injured. That's when things start breaking down. So I would not recommend training every day. The maximum I would go for anyone is six days per week. However, I prefer five days per week as a maximum Um because I feel like it allows you to have a couple of days off. And often that fits well with training Monday to Friday, taking the weekend off. You know, weekends are the time to where we spend time with family, we see friends. So it often aligns with our lifestyle better. So I really do like the five-day split. Um, I also like having like training Monday to Wednesday, take a Thursday off, train Friday, Saturday, take Sunday off, or even having rest days in the weekdays 
if you enjoy training in the weekends, because often in the weekends, gyms are less busy, you have more time, you can smash out bigger sessions. And if you really enjoy training like myself, you can kind of take your time a bit more and really enjoy the training session as opposed to, you know, feeling like sardine in a sardine can, you know, not being able to use the squat rack, not being able to use leg press, not being able to use anything and just kind of freestyling your workout just because it's so busy. That's so frustrating. So often clients of mine that don't like busy gyms, I'll say, look, let's take Monday off. Let's take Tuesday off and let's train Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because those, if you look at it from a population perspective in the gym, those are of lower populations. There's less people going to the gym. Monday, Tuesday, everyone's in the gym. Everyone's like, I'm going to smash my week. Diet starts Monday. Training starts Monday. I'm going to kill it. And they're in there. You know, the Monday warriors absolutely smashing it. Hashtag Monday motivation, killing it. And then Tuesday, all right, I'm still feeling good. I'm going to the gym, bang. And then Wednesday, they might go, they might not. Thursday, Oh, I've been invited out for dinner. I'm not going Friday. No way. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm never going to the gym then. And then their motivation is gone, right? So we can call these people the motivation warriors. And they go around Monday to Wednesday. And that's about all they last. And that kind of cycle goes over and over and over again. So if you want to avoid the gym rush, obviously this is only for people that have the flexibility to do so. But if you can train around Monday, Tuesday, then that is going to be a great solution. So um, I sidetracked a little bit, but training every day is a no-go. Okay. So I currently train five days per week and that seems to work really well for me, right? Some days I'm just super sore and I'm like, I need to take a day off. For example, yesterday I took a rest day. I was meant to go to the gym, but I didn't. I took a rest day, but today I'm going back to the gym. I'm still going to hit my five workouts for the week, but my body was super sore from training. So I took it off. And that's the flexibility you have when you have rest days. However, if you have a seven-day training program because you want to be, you know, hardcore Henry, then you're just going to go. <sighs> Would you benefit from just going to sleep for an hour? Probably. But your hardcore Henry program is like, let's smash it. And then you get injured, right? And I've fallen into that trap before, which is why I'm saying training every day is a pretty big mistake that people are making. Number seven, a huge mistake people are making. No enjoyment or no discipline. Okay, so I'm doing this from two sides of the coin. Right, I say no enjoyment because if you don't enjoy it, you're obviously not going to stick to it. Okay, so if you ask a 14-year-old kid who loves Xbox, like, and you're like, do you want to play Xbox? Do you want to play Halo? You know, let's play a deathmatch. Of course, they're going to say yes. Why? Because they enjoy it. If you're going to ask me, Brock, did you want to go for a workout and then eat burgers afterwards? Hell yeah, I'm going to be there. I love working out and I love burgers. Right? So if you enjoy it, you're going to stick to it because it's easy to do because you enjoy it. Right? That's not rocket science. But some people don't enjoy training and I understand that. So that's why I say no enjoyment or no discipline. Because if you don't have discipline, you're not going to get through things that you don't enjoy because that's what it takes, discipline, to do things that you don't enjoy. Do you know what I don't like? I don't like doing emails, but I do them every day because I have discipline and I know that that is how I'm going to achieve my goals, by answering my emails. That's how people can reach me. That's how people in Europe 
can talk to me and say, hey, Brock, I want to do your Built by Brock eight-week challenge. How do I do it? And I'll say, well, okay, so here's my goal. I want to help as many people as I can transform their bodies. Okay. Now I need discipline to answer my emails, which I don't enjoy doing. I need discipline to answer these emails because that helps me get to my goal. Okay. And it's the same with your body transformation. Say your goal. Let's go back to that goal we were talking about earlier, losing 5 kg in four months. You need discipline to do your workouts when you don't feel like doing them. Because if you don't enjoy them, you have to discipline them. You have to just do it because that is what is going to get you to your goals. So that's super important, okay? And obviously, I'd prefer you to enjoy it first. Like enjoying things is always going to be an easier alternative to get people to do it than just to discipline, hey man, just shut up and do it, right? That's not very exciting for people. <laughs> like, you know, hey, let's play Xbox or let's do the dishes. What do you want to do? Of course I want to play Xbox. I don't want to do the dishes, right? So it's kind of like do enjoyment or do discipline, okay? But sometimes it takes both. And even though I love working out, sometimes I don't want to work out. So I have to exercise that discipline. So it can be both as well. But you have to find some sort of enjoyment and some sort of discipline because you're going to need to call on both even if you enjoy it. And this is kind of like why in training, like I'll always love lifting weights, but I've lifted weights for 14 weights now, for 14 years now, sorry. And it can get quite stale. So I've started jujitsu, started last November and I've been loving it. And it's, it's, it's brung, brung i don't know the word it's brought a lot of enjoyment into my life and now i don't struggle to go i did at the start because i suck and i still suck i still heavily suck i get smashed every session but i'm starting to enjoy it a bit more and it's 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 it's, it's brought more enjoyment to my training because my training impacts my jiu-jitsu in a positive way so now i enjoy training but i also enjoy jiu-jitsu and now i do both right it still takes discipline to go sometimes when I'm when I'm sore or when I don't feel like going or you know when I have other things I could you know I could be doing or want to be doing. So enjoying things are important but also having discipline as well. And if you don't enjoy it it's tricky because you probably won't stick to it, right? If you're doing CrossFit because you think that's the only way to build muscle and lose fat and you're just forcing yourself to go, you're disciplining it. Like you, you can have a ton of discipline, but also just be like, man, this isn't working. And then you just give up CrossFit. It might last three months, six months, even a year, but you're not going to last. Try and find something that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. Even though I love lifting weights, I coach it. I'm all, I'm all about, well, my voice just cracked. I'm all about sets, reps, tempo, you know, hitting it with good form, drop sets, rest pause methods, one-on-one quarter reps. You know, I can really nerd out on programming. But if you don't love it, I probably don't really want to coach you because it's not going to be a long-term solution. If you want to play golf or play tennis or do karate, then do that, right? And even though that may not align with your goals of you know looking like an action man shredded person, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but you're going to enjoy it and it's going to be sustainable for you to do. So sometimes you have to overlook that. It really just depends on you. Like there's no black and white thing and not everyone, like I said, enjoys training. So sometimes it's that discipline that has to kick in as well. There's a pigeon right beside me. Anyway, moving on. 
Number eight. Majoring in the minors. The biggest mistake people make. Number eight. And this is putting too much focus on things that don't really matter. Number one could be cardio. A lot of people, especially women, you know, when the fitness industry was like starting off, it was like women don't lift weights, women do cardio. So we're going to make specific gyms for women just to do cardio, you know, so, so they can feel safe. And I, I'm not a fan of that because there's a lot of ladies that I train that absolutely love weight training and they belong just as much as the men do on the gym floor, smashing out some weights. If you want to do cardio, that's cool, but lift weights too, because it's just as good for you as it is for men. All right. So that's one thing that often women focus so much on because they thought, you know, cardio was for fat loss and, and that's how you get this lean petite physique, which was often the goal. Um, and now I think there's a rise in, you know, uh, women looking strong, you know, often, you know, uh, women are focusing on curvy focusing on glutes, focusing on looking strong like they lift as opposed to just doing cardio and looking skinny. I feel like there's definitely a shift towards this type of physique, this avatar physique that a lot of women are striving for. Um, but a lot of people were focusing on cardio first and, and, it, and it was women. But obviously for a lot of people, that is not where they need to spend their time if they want to transform their body and change the shape of their body in a muscular way. It's lifting weights where that would happen. And the same thing, went with supplements. A lot of people, even to this day, focus so much on supplements. What fat burner should I take? What pre-workout should I take? Um, you know, what mass gainer should I take? You're majoring in the minors. You're caring about things that just don't really impact the situation so much. How much creatine should I take per day? How much beta alanine should I take per day? What sort of magnesium should I take? And these are all valid questions, but this is not where you should be focusing all of your energy. Your energy should be focusing on if we take it back to point number four of getting too advanced too early, there is not enough focus on the basics. And that is what you have to major in. Major in the majors, not in the minors. You should be worrying about things like sleep, consistency, physical activity, lifestyle, exercise selection, things like this, things that are important, things that are going to impact you. Do you enjoy the form of exercise that you do? That's super important. No one's talking about that. You're trying to talk about a pill or a powder that you can take to accelerate your results in an unrealistic way. That is not what we should be majoring in, okay? Too many people are majoring in minors. What's some other minors that people are focusing on? You know, I've said cardio. I've said supplements. You know, um, I think that another thing that people are caring about too much about is, is, is what people think of them. You know, we're scrolling on social media so much now. It's growing and growing and growing, especially with the introduction of TikTok. That's super addictive. And we are comparing ourselves to other people that have different genetics, different time availabilities that they can spend in the gym and on their physique. We are majoring in things that don't matter. Who cares what people think about you? Just try and be the best version of you and, and, and achieve whatever you want to achieve. Stuff what other people look like. I posted a viral video on TikTok the other day. And it was about how to create an hourglass figure according to TikTok. It's got 4 million views. And so many people, and especially young women that follow me on TikTok, are obsessed with creating this hourglass physique because that's what a lot of these, these, these people that people look up to, that like that's what the physique they have. They have an hourglass figure, you know? And 
to be honest with you, a lot of these idols that people look up to have actually achieved their physique through surgeries and through unnatural ways. It's not from training hard. It's not from eating a certain diet. It's not from doing certain workouts and doing certain exercises. They've literally bought that physique. And they're striving so much to look like someone else. And they're caring about what other people think about what they look like. You know, like there's comments on their post like, you know, I'll never have this body. This sucks. Like, please post a workout that I can do that's going to help me look like this. Like, they're so concerned about looking like this. This is not something that we need to be focusing on. We need to focus on, you know, coming back to, um, I can't remember what Stoic said it. And it's, it's, it's just a super, super simple quote, but it's about controlling what you can control and letting go of what you can't. That's what we need to focus on. You know, that's, I guess, another aspect of majoring in the mind is not just on things like cardio and supplements, but also our mentality and our mindset. We need to focus on what we can change. Number nine, it's it's the reverse, minoring in the majors. And <laughs> things like we have to focus on sleep but everyone overlooks it because it's not a sexy topic. Sleep for seven to nine hours. What? No one's going to listen to that. No one wants to sleep for seven to nine hours because you're missing out on things. That means you can't stream the latest TV series. That means you can't go to the party where all the cool kids are hanging out. That means you don't get to see your friends. All right. Uh, that means you can't uh, play the game after work that you always play. Tough luck, man. You have to make sacrifices somewhere. But if you want to make massive progress to your goals you should be well slept that's going to help you physically but also cognitively it's going to help you a lot mentally spiritually too right it helps you feel good about yourself you feel less tired you feel uh, probably more optimistic because you're well slept you're recharged you're probably going to snap at people less at work right sleep is super important but no one talks about it because number one you can't profit off sleep because people sleep and it's free and number two, you're missing out on things. And then there's things like consistency, physical activity, going for walks, getting eight to 10,000 steps per day. That's not a sexy thing to talk about. Your lifestyle, right? That comes back to overall how much sleep you're getting, how much you're walking, um, you know, what sort of things you're doing. Are you drinking too much? Are you taking too many drugs? Are you doing things like this, right? This is important. Often people don't want to talk about alcohol because people uh, will get pushback. But here I am questioning, are you drinking too much alcohol? That's negatively affecting your testosterone. That's going to negatively impact how much muscle you can build and how much you're going to recover after your workouts. Okay. Exercise selection. What exercises are you doing? No one wants to talk about that. They want to talk about how much cardio should I be doing? What supplements should I be taking? Right. What's this person's workout? I need to do this. No, you need to do the exercises that are going to get you to your goals. To your goals, sorry. Do you want to build a solid pair of glutes? Okay, let's do a hip hinge. Let's do a bridge. You know, let's do a hip thrust. Let's do a squat. Let's do a low bar squat. Let's do step ups. Let's do a leg press with your heels high. You know, these are the things we should be discussing if you want to really achieve your goals. So obviously it depends on what goals you have, but we need to stop minoring in the majors. Worrying about... Like we need to start worrying about things that matter as opposed to caring about things that don't. That's ultimately what points eight and point nine are about. Number 10, this is the last point, your ego. 
right that's the biggest mistake people carry into the gym is is their ego and and then you know obviously there's the concept of ego lifting and i do want to talk about that because that's how people get injured people are showing off you know guys showing off the girls girls showing off the guys guys showing off the guys girls showing off the girls people trying to show off you know people trying to lift weights that are too heavy that's going to get you injured okay that's a huge mistake because You'll be lifting these weights with shitty form. That's how you get injured. But it's also how you limit your potential because your form that you think is good enough to lift certain heavy weights is never going to get better because you're not training well. But the second sort of ego that I want to talk about is ego knowing. So there's ego lifting and there's also ego knowing. And this is people with a huge ego that think they know what they're talking about in the gym. right? And as a personal trainer, this is pretty frustrating. And this is why I don't go up to people when they're training and say, hey, man, you're doing that wrong. You should try it like this. It doesn't work because people have an ego and they think they know everything. And it, de- and it obviously depends how you approach people because I actually got a number of face-to-face clients by walking up to clients in a respectful way saying, hey, mate, when you're doing... Okay, so I'll, so I'll give you an example of how I got a face-to-face client. And my intention wasn't really to get him as a client. It was just to help him out. I was training. I was doing squats. And in my rest period, I took my headphones off and I walked over to him and I said, hey, mate, my name's Brock. I'm a personal trainer here and I'm training. So you probably didn't think I was a personal trainer here. Um, But can I help you with your chest press form? And he was like, sure. You know, he was a nice guy. And he said, you know, I said, you know, so when you're doing this chest press machine, try not to flare your elbows. Try and keep your elbows a bit tighter to your body. And it's going to be a lot better for your chest. It's also going to feel a lot better for your shoulders. And that's all I did. And he said, thanks. And I finished, walked away, went back to squatting. At the end of a session, he came up to me and said, hey, mate, I'd love to, you know, see what you're like as a personal trainer. You know, how do I get your details? And then we went from there. My intention wasn't to get him as a client. Oh, you're rubbing my hands together. Here we go. This guy's going to be an easy one. I wasn't doing that. I just wanted to help him while I was training. And as my gym and I kind of prided myself in knowing all the members and being helpful. And that's what I wanted to do, regardless if they were my clients or not. And he didn't have an ego of being, oh, I know what I'm doing. Please don't talk to me. And I got that a lot in the gym. And that's what often stops people from getting the results is people think that they know what they're doing. you know. And there were people uh, in the gym that I used to work at that would walk around with their piece of paper. And when I first started as a personal trainer there, I was, I was, I was, I was very young and I'd just walk around and try and help people. I'd say, Hey mate, how are you going? You know? And they'll be like, Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. Please just, please just leave me train. Like leave me alone. And, and I get it also, they just want to train, but also I could have given them some knowledge. You know, I, I'd, I'd studied a lot. I was, I was also just learning and I was also, passing happy to pass on my knowledge that I was learning but their their ego was just so so strong that they were closed to hearing any sort of advice you know that like they could have been doing the absolutely worst things for their goals but they would never know it they're just focused on this program that they wrote three years ago and they're doing it every single day and this is what I do and this is why you know blah 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 and they're not making any progress it's your ego right so ego lifting big no-no that's how you get injured and that's how you stop progress Ego knowing, that's how you stop making progress to your goals because there's always new knowledge to be made and there's always things we can learn from people that can help us get to our goals, okay? So let me just summarize 
these points. Number one, okay, let me summarize that one more time. 10 huge mistakes you cannot be making in the gym. Number one, no goal. You cannot have no goal. You need to have something to strive towards. Number two, you cannot have no plan. If you have no way of getting to where you want to be, you'll never get there. Number three, no structure. You need to have a structure to get there. What are you doing on Monday? What are you doing on Tuesday? What are you doing on Wednesday? Have a structure to help you get to where you want to go. And you have to set that first. Number four, don't get too advanced too early. You need to focus on mastering the basics. Number five, you may not be training hard enough. Try to push to those involuntary reps when you're trying to build muscle. And that's going to be a great sign that you're in the right place. Number six, don't train every day. Six days max, preferably five. And to be honest, if you're training anywhere between three to six days, that's fine. You just need to know what you're doing in those days and you know, trying to make the most of your time that you're in the gym. But you definitely don't need to have seven days. One thing I'll quickly add on training every day is if you're not training every day, you can also have kind of like mental days. Like, you know, there's physical days of training, but there's also mental days. Like on days I don't train, instead of training, study. Like watch an extra online course video, which is what I do, or read a book. Like even though you're physically not training, mentally, you can still go. Go, 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 go. Like you can still read. You can still study. You can still work on your business. You can still, excuse me, you can still do things. But you don't need to train every day. Number seven, another big mistake, no enjoyment or no discipline. All right, try and find something that you enjoy or try and find the discipline within yourself to make sure that you do it. Number eight, majoring in the minors. Right, too many people are focusing on things that don't matter. An example, supplements. What fat burner should I take? Number nine, minoring in the majors. A lot of people are not focusing on the things that really do matter. Sleep, consistency, physical activity, you know, mindset, what sort of exercises you're doing. And number 10, your ego. Ego lifting and ego knowing. Leave that at the door. That gets you nowhere. Guys, I hope that this uh, podcast has been very helpful. I think this is going to be about an hour long. Uh, it's been really awesome to 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 share these share these lessons that I've had as a as a face to face personal trainer and now as an online personal trainer for over a couple of years. Um, you know, I get a th thousands of people results, and it's only going to continue to grow that number. Um, I still study every day, and on this podcast, I want to continue to bring knowledge. I think I'm going to dive more into podcasts and 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 more of a kind of research behind things maybe certain supplements certain exercises certain strategies so that you know you are getting advice that's backed by evidence obviously everything that i say is backed by evidence because that's all i study but it's also nice for you to know the papers and uh, where we're getting the stats from and the knowledge so uh, hopefully this podcast has been helpful if you do enjoy it uh, please uh, leave reviews five-star reviews preferably uh, and help me grow this podcast um, that helps me get uh, guests on the podcast which I'm going to be working on um, if you can watch it on YouTube that also helps as well I'm trying to get my watch time up which is what something that I really have to increase uh, if I want to continue to grow my channel so the the length of time that people spend 
on my channel. I think having great podcasts will continue to grow that. So if you could share this with a friend or two or share on your socials, that will help me out a lot. Uh, if you do want coaching, teambrockhp.com is where you can find me. Um, we just started the Built by Brock challenge on Monday this week. So that is not open, but the mail guide, the beginner's guide, um, and one-to-one -one coaching is still open. The mail guide 2.0 will be coming out uh, next week, most probably, or the week after that. So that's the second edition of the uh, male body transformation guide, which has um, transformed thousands of men around the world, which is really cool. Um, I'm really excited to bring out the second edition of that. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, Brock Ashby, socials, you probably know where to find me. Just search my name and have a great day. I'll talk to you very soon. And much love. Stay safe. Cheers.